Welcome to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Whether you're listening live on the Community Radio Network or via podcast, here's the show where you learn from experts, be inspired by journeys, and discover more about making your small business a success. I'm Alexi Boyd, broadcaster, advocate, and small business owner. Let's meet today's guest. So we talk a lot on this program about advocacy and how you, the listener, are a leader. You're passionate about small business, whether you be successful in your own right or leading others by example, or even mentoring someone else less experienced. So firstly, thanks of all to all of you from, from the business community. But what do you do to take it to the next level? What if you made advocacy your core work and grew a successful business from the foundation of looking for others? Our guest today has done just that, not just once, but six times. Amanda Rose is a columnist, a TEDx speaker and a founder of Small Business Women Australia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you in situ in the studio. I know, it's a bit fancy. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call Triple H fancy. Not, <laughs> not the car. <laughs> no, no, it's not the car. That's right. It's better than uh, calling it in. Um, so I want to talk to you about the work that you do with uh, women in small business in particular. What path led you down that head? Where, what head did you that way to help with small business? Essentially, well, essentially being a woman trying to start a small business and realising how difficult it was to uh, navigate the plethora of information out there. What was the right information? Um, you know, there's a lot of rubbish, a lot of uh, what I would say con people out there, you know, targeting and particularly preying on women mm-hmm. in small business. So I'm, as I was growing in small business, I designed, it, I did the same in my career. I designed my own formulas, my own strategies, taught myself pretty much absolutely everything. And then as I learn, I teach. And I wanted other women to have a no fuss, no BS, um, clear cut way on this is exactly what you need to do to succeed. How is it that what you did in terms of your passion and your process that can be trans- transferred to any type of business? What is it that makes that so transferable? Um, essentially, you've got to know what you want to do. And I think that's the, the core of anything. So when you know what you want and you know who you are, reaching that goal, uh, the steps taken, you can apply it anywhere. You know, yes, it's going to be a little bit different according to the industry and the size of business, but essentially it's the same formula. And, and and a bit a bit of getting around the compliance and and this and you know the self worth and finding all those reasons the why and all those things wrapped up together. Well, having your having your why, I think the biggest issue and in particular for women is they feel guilty admitting or even saying that they're in business to make money. And we need to change that narrative. We need to change the social pressures that a woman cannot say, "I'm in business to make profit." And it's not about the world li- work life balance anymore. Well, you can have work-life balance and you can make a profit and you can help people. Let's not shame women into making a profit whilst helping people and having a work-life balance. You can actually have all of it. If we stop listening to the rubbish and stop second-guessing ourselves and stop people-pleasing. And who are we pleasing, do you think, ultimately, when we're trying to do that? Everyone. So women are very uh, guilty of worrying about being disliked. So if you succeed or if I make this decision, are people going to like me? Are people going to be upset that I made this decision? Well, who cares? (laughs) I've got to watch my language. (laughs) Who actually cares, right? Because those who really genuinely care about you uh, will support you no matter what. Mm. But you need to be looking out for number one, and that's your bank balance. So you can do what you do in business. I'm not saying be ruthless. I'm not saying be cruel or mean. In fact, it's the opposite. Most women are, are quite genuine and want to help. But the second you worry about what other people think 
and you make decisions based on what they will think of you, you will fail. So I'm taking what you're saying is one of the flaws of women in business is that we do too much for too little. Yes, but out of fear of not being liked, out of fear of not being liked by the general public, by our friends, by our family. And that's a ridiculous concept. So you know, you should be worrying about I'm delivering on what I promised as a product or service and I'm making money off that. End of story. You know, you can provide for yourself, you can provide for your children or your family, and then you can choose, do I want to then donate? Do I want to then help others in need? Mm. But if you spend your life thinking, oh, I said no to that person, or I feel like I should do this because they might get upset. Is that person care that are they helping you in your business? Are they paying you? No. Then why should you worry about what they think? And does that come back around to the process and why that's so important? If you focus on your step-by-step process to get to the end goal instead of the emotions, yes. you'll get past oh, it. Oh, 100%. Take the emotions out. So I'm not saying don't be compassionate or don't be empathetic. Don't be emotional. They're very different things. You can have empathy and understand what someone's going through, but being emotional and being intimidated by fear, being hyped up by, um, you know, big promises that people give you so you follow down their path hoping to you know make it you know rich quick take the emotion out you can still say right I understand where you're coming from and I have compassion for you however I'm going to separate that personal choice to help you over here but the business decision needs to be business so we women can fall into the trap of being way too emotional and taking things way too personal way too personal like don't give and expect a return unless you've had the discussion that this is a transaction and I'm giving and the return is either a given or we've discussed a transaction. Do you think that comes down to experience, the ability to quantify what you're worth or is it really a personality trait that you've either got or you don't? I know anyone can do it. They just need to have good advice. You know, too many people are um, business coaches these days. Everyone's a business coach, you know, because they read a book and they, oh, but people say I'm inspiring. I don't care. I want to know, have you made a profit? Show me how you've done that and then you can help someone through that. And that's actually very rare. What women need to be doing is going out, asking really tough questions of people saying, can you advise me, picking the right courses to do. If someone's promising that you're going to make a million dollars in a year, don't go there. You want practical, pragmatic advice. And if you feel uncomfortable and you don't really, you're thinking, oh, that's going to be really hard, then you're probably getting the right advice. Yes, because it is hard. (laughs) It is. It's not easy. And I think women, um, uh, social media has really not helped, you know, with the, the, the falseness of, oh, it's so easy. Just get Instagram and you'll be an influencer or you can make money doing this. Oh, look, it's not true. It's actually really hard to do. It is doable, but you really need to get the right advice. And I always say, pay for quality and professional advice. Get the accountant, get the PR professional, get the experts in what they do. Look at people and say, I want to be as successful as they are. They've got proof that they've walked the walk, then approach them for help. Oh, Don't just say yes to the people that are approaching you. Usually they're targeting you because they see you're in need. Mm. And is that the best sort of advice you can give in terms of people who are seeking help is to almost go after it. Find someone yes, that inspires 100%. you and ask them how they got there. Exactly. Write down your list of where your gaps are. So be honest about what your gaps in business are. You know, are you not good at money and finances? And this is the reason why we ran the skill up sessions for Small Business Women Australia. We had an expert every week and they're on our YouTube channel where they're teaching you something and they're teaching you. So go and test out their videos. Familiarise yourself with that person before you engage them. And then before you engage them as well, when you contact them, ask them questions. 
questions. Ask them questions. This is your money and your business. Ask them for, I always say, ask for three contact details of previous clients. Exactly right. Like as though you were in corporate and you were hiring them. Exactly You've right. You've got to do your... Why would it be any different? Indeed. And make sure you get three because sometimes they can just suggest one person who's their bestie. Always three and ask the tough questions. I want to ask you about the importance of supporting women. Now, I, I've, I've always been a bit of a fence sitter when it comes to this and I don't think that it's creating a level, level playing field by there's so much support for women out there. There's, you know, TAFE courses, especially for women. There's, uh, you know, a lot of money being thrown around by state and federal governments to support women in business over and over again. And like you said, it seems as though the same pathways are being reinforced over and over again. Why? Why do women need more help than men? Well, I'd say two reasons. Men block us out. So a lot of a lot of men in business um, will block women out and won't involve women. They've got the little boys club going on uh, and their connections and it has been going on for that for generations. Not all. There are a lot of men out there that are smart, savvy, strategic and they know, yep, you're the person to work with me. So there's that. But there's also something that it isn't addressed with all that funding and all that help is the confidence. So women are literally, you know, in the business world, it is a man's world and they doubt themselves. You know, they could be coming out of domestic violence, they could be single mums, they could have been made retrenched. The confidence has been hit. So we need to be addressing the confidence of a woman and then once she feels, right, hang on a minute, my skill set is awesome. Yes, I only got a few gaps. Yes, I can do this. We probably wouldn't need as much help and funding. But the reality is that that's how they feel because of, when you look at the data, of all those things that I mentioned, it is rife. So it's system- systemic as well. A- absolutely. And generational in a lot of areas. Uh, and, you know, in the business world is actually harder than people realise. So there isn't enough, personally, I don't think there's enough real advice that that will show you, you know, take the emotion out. This is how you do it because there are successful business out there and business women out there. And I work with all types of women and you, I can spot a woman if she's going to succeed within five minutes of conversation based on her attitude and understanding that I'm about to walk into the jungle here, into the lion's den. This is not Luna Park. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be hard. So it's the reality that means that women need the support. Well, absolutely. It is. It's they, and once they get that, so sometimes those programs are just a starter, just to get them going, and then they usually fly. But we need to get more programs out there. Like New South Wales government has a financial literacy program, which is great for women because, you know, for generations, they haven't been in control of their money. So then if they go into a small business, they don't know how to control the money, they don't understand it. So we need to be educating them. We need to say, this is for you too, not just for the men. We're going to take a break here on Small Biz Matters on Triple H. And when we return, I'm going to talk to more Amanda Rose about her role as an advocate for women in small business. You're listening to Triple H. We'll be back after this. This episode of Small Biz Matters is proudly sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. Led by Kate Carnell since its establishment only four years ago, Aspifio has provided education, advocacy and support, including free assistance if a small business is involved in a dispute. The office also provides assistance for disputes that fall under the franchising, dairy, horticultural and oil industry codes. Kate Carnell, as an independent advocate for small business owners, has the legislative power to influence our nation's lawmakers, ensuring legislation and regulations are put in place to help small businesses grow and in these times survive. Small businesses are the engine room of the economy and it's Aspifio's role to do all they can to ensure they have the freedom to innovate, employ and thrive well into the future. 
Welcome back to Small Biz Matters. We're speaking to Amanda Rose and we're talking all about advocacy and the role of supporting women. Just before the break, Amanda was explaining why it's important that women do get a little bit of a leg up compared to the fairer sex. And uh, and that role of advocacy has helped drive your career, Amanda. Now, if you were speaking to someone who was also thinking about being passionate about this role, and it's a quite a unique role, you must say, particularly for women. Mm. There's not very many women advocates out there. How do you find that group that you feel needs the most support? And why did you stumble on women in Western Sydney in particular? Uh, good point. So I always find that the best way to advocate for someone is to look at your personal experiences. So I'm a woman um, that was raised in Western Sydney. And so I experienced the stigma associated with being from Western Sydney. Therefore, you know, they were like, you're not as smart, you're not as ambitious, you won't succeed, you don't get as many opportunities. And it's not... Um, a thought or something that we think happens, it's a reality. And that's why I did my TEDx talk on the stigma of Western Sydney. It was that important to me. And the more I speak to women, the more I see that is actually, it's worse for a lot of other women as well. So I realise if someone is confident as me and as, um, you know, brash and, and, and forceful and ambitious, still gets impacted by this stigma. Imagine what someone else is going through that maybe has come out of DV or a single mum and I thought this is ridiculous. So I've got to change the way instead of expecting other people to look at us differently, we need to look at ourselves differently, forget what other people say and provide opportunities for them to succeed. Again, confidence was a big part of that. Economic independence was a big part of that. So educating them, showing them that if I can do it, you can do it. You know that you can't be what you can't see. That's why I push the media profile so much because I want women to say she's one of ours she's us and she can do it I can do it so inspiration comes is a big part of it 100% so you got to look at your life and what area did you think this really irritated me well, isn't that how inventions happen people are like I needed something so they invented something make squillions off it right but the reality is look at don't try and advocate for something you don't genuinely care about people will smell that a mile away uh I've seen a few men do that, trying to advocate for women. Big mistake. Like <laughs> things I want to say that I can't say on air, go away. Um, but the thing is, look at your life. And it could be advocating for anything, for an industry, for a group. And also don't think that if you're advocating, you can't make money. You can still make money off it. You need to go with your gut and look at those who can afford it and those who can't. So we don't charge at Western Sydney Women. We find other avenues to make sure that there's no financial barrier to them. And you go and get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a hunter. So I'm <laughs> going to go and hunt. And the thing is, I will knock down doors if it means opportunities for the women in Western Sydney Women. And I think that helps because I'm quite determined about it. And that's why you need to be, you need to believe in what it is you're advocating for. Uh, small business women is another one. So it's always, our women need this. So I'm gonna, I will go and find it. I will fight for it. And then I'll pass it on. So I'm like the facilitator, if anything. And then same with our awards. I want to open the door to watch the women walk through and succeed. Give them the opportunities and the connections that men have naturally given each other. And I know that because I work with men and I'm a connector. So I thought, well, I'm going to use 20 years of my experience and connections to help the women that never had that and maybe never would have that if it wasn't for Western Sydney women. And connections is so important as a part of advocacy, isn't it? Massive. You've got to build that up first. You can't just walk in and say, oh, here's a group of people who look like they need a bit of help. So I'm going to Well, you need to person. care and you need to be strategic about it. You can't be emotional about it, right? You can't be 
um, walking up to someone and crying and say, oh, but they really need our help. You need to be smart about this. Even in the community sector, advocacy sector, it's still business. You know, you still need to build up a big enough of a strategy and of a community to be able to go to someone saying, we need help and this is why. You need surveys, you need data, you need to put in a lot of work, Mm. like a lot. (laughs) Forget about your 38-hour weeks. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I calculated the other day, I think I do 70 sometimes 80. <laughs> Depending off this, a public holiday. Does that yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so um, talk to me about those surveys that you did mention just then, because that's a big part of getting the funding and getting the grants. You have to prove, do you have to prove success or do you have to more prove the need? Well, it's interesting. So we don't get as much funding as people assume that we do. Uh, we self-fund a lot of things as well. However, when we do run a program, we do a survey about that specific program. We get the feedback. We track it. We ask women what they think. We get testimonials and it's phenomenal. And so, and then we also get feedback and change and adapt accordingly. But with, um, say, Western Sydney women, we've, we do surveys and personal safety is an issue. Hmm. And, um, you know, money, cost of living, these are issues. If we go to Small Business Women Australia in COVID, what I thought was interesting is that women, 50% of women, said that their personal resilience is what was going to get them through this. So not the funding and not what's out there, but another stat which is alarming, which is what I want to you know, focus on for women, is that most of them thought just how they felt about their business was a measure of success. And this is why women don't succeed. You want to know why you're not succeeding? You don't think profit's a measure of success. And that is the key. So I would say when nearly 80% of the women um, have a turnover under under 250000 maybe if they focused on profit being a success measure, that would go to 500000 And you said 50% of the women surveyed said it was... It was, it, it was resilience. It was personal resilience. And what's going to get them going, again, uh, was their vision and determination for their business. Well, who's telling them that, that they're spouting that sort of rhetoric? Well, look, the thing is, it's because they feel um, they've... It shows a passion. It shows that they're very determined to run a business. However, what they're measuring or what they're using as a, a, a guide of success is wrong. So you can, you know, how many women are saying, oh, I'm, I'm uh, imposter syndrome, for example, right? I can't stand that bloody term because just do it, right? You want imposter syndrome? Go out and do it. If you fail, try again. If you fail, try again and keep going. So I guarantee you if a woman followed the same formula as I tell them and drill them into their brain all the time to go out and hunt for work and go for it and talk yourself up, you will succeed, right? This imposter syndrome is kind of like a woman's excuse to say, oh, I don't think I can do it. So they can have 500 people on social media say, oh, yes, you can, babe, <laughs> right? No one cares, right? This is business. You've got to go out and do it. You've got, and you've got to say to yourself, have I made a profit this week? Not have I caught up with five people and had coffees with them and, oh, my oh my gosh, I feel great. So passion should be, you know, Passion one, should drive profit. Driving, but to the, it's not the end goal. The end goal is not passion. No, that's where you start, but you at the end goal of any business is to make a profit, not just to make money, but make a profit. And they forget that. Talk to me about your opinion on this sycophantic behaviour on social media and how, that, how negative that can be for, for people in business. Social media is a cesspool. <laughs> Right. Sums it up nicely. It is. And Twitter's probably the worst. Oh, but, well, yeah. But look, social media should be a tool. It should not be a way for you to feel good. Uh, to it shouldn't make, be a metric. It, in a, well, I tell you right now, it shouldn't be your social life. 
either, yeah. right? Do not rely on social media to uh, make you feel good in business and in life. Reach out to people personally. Have those conversations on the phone. Engage with people. But social media, this is for the small businesswoman, needs to be just for that, for your small business. When you open your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, if you do not have a purpose for doing so, why do it? It's a good point, actually, because if you think about the other pieces of software that we use as tools, you don't open Trello and go, how, am I, how good am I going to feel using Trello? Yeah, I'm going to well, scroll g- through someone else's Trello. <laughs> <laughs> or how good do I feel using zero today? No, you're looking at that to look at your numbers. To get it done. To get it done. And move on. That's right. Don't waste Don't waste three hours looking at other people. And if you are following people that are making you feel crappy, unfollow them. So my Instagram, for example, I only follow friends, uh, prospects and clients and media and that's it. That's why I have such a, a low follow, like I follow not many people because every time I open Instagram, I want to make sure that I'm looking at something that I can either comment on, review or get feedback or give feedback on. That's it. So you're strategic. We, we all should be. Mm. This is business. Mm. I keep saying to people, this is not your personal life. You're not opening it to go, oh my gosh, I feel so inspired by that quote. <laughs> Right? The pretty flower. I don't want inspiration from a quote. Yes, it's nice to have funny memes and things like that. I want you to open and say, that's a really good piece of advice that I'm going to now apply to my business and succeed. So good takeaways from today would be stop using social media as your socialness. Yes. Stop being emotional. Yeah, I mean, that's... personally. That stop being emotional, that's hard. Of course it's bloody hard. Okay, (laughs) so... You you are clearly very driven and I love your expression, it's the hunt. That's fantastic. I'm definitely using it. Everyone here that I said hunt. And that is fantastic. But how do you, do you flick that switch? Easy. So over here, am I expecting you to like me? Do I want you to like me? And then you ask yourself, are they potentially going to make me money or in, in any possible way? No. Well, then why do you care about what they think? Like, why, why are you worried about that group? You've got your, write your friends down, your list, you'll have three or four, right? Good friends. That's all you need. Separate, you know, don't work with them, talk to them separately, have that engagement. Outside of that, be friendly, mm-hmm. right? You have acquaintances, you have, you know, so forth. But it's about business. So if someone wants to just catch up with you for the sake of it, that's not doing smart business. Is that's it? a waste of your time. Right. And when people say things, comment, you know, they might um, comment on your social media, talk about you behind your back and all the other catty bitchy things out there, you block them. See that? Done. Blocked. People go, I don't want to block them because, because what? You think they're going to buy something off you? No, they're not going to buy squat. They're bitching about you. Block them out of sight, out of mind and focus on the people that are going to engage with you to buy from you. And that's a good point. Engage with the people on a social level who are important to you and you want to maintain those friendships. Yes. Stop taking that time to have coffee with people so you can have a sycophantic conversation about how fabulous you both are. Yeah. Do that with your friends. Well, even then, your friends, well, if they're good friends, they'll be like, yeah, get over yourself, right? <laughs> what you, Business is business. Why are you catching up? Like when people say to me, you know, let's catch up or let's do this, I go, sure, but why? Oh, because I really want to listen to you. Okay, well, what's in it for me? And people get quite a shock. Um, um, exactly. So with that attitude, you, if you don't understand the transaction in business, you'll never make it. Mm. And maybe that's a good switch to help you take that other path is that if you're not in your own mind, start by saying it in your own mind, what's in it for me? Yes. And then start saying it out loud. What's well, right. And also what's in it for the other person? If you're reaching out to someone, why would they want to engage with you? There's a business hierarchy. There's people above you and people below you, below you and people beside you. You need to know where they fit. And if they're above you, you need to make sure it's easy to work with, you're easy to work with, that you're connecting with them short, sharp bits of information, and they know what's in it for them.
Mm, very good point. Uh, look, Amanda, we've come up right to the top of the hour. Thank you so much. That was a great in conversation with Peace. How can people find out more about all the work that you do? Just jump to uh, amandarose.com.au and it's all there. And in particular, if they want to become part of the programs. Um, yep, that's... all my links are there to all the different brands that I have for Western Sydney Women to Small Business Women Australia. Or they can jump on Facebook, follow one of the many um, pages, or go to Instagram on the Amanda Rose. Again, all the links are there. And I suspect there's quite a lot of uh, pieces of information to learn from and educational as well. Heaps. But you've got to apply it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to just listen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Small Biz Matters. It's been fascinating. Uh, if you've missed any of today's program or any of our shows, you can, of course, catch up via smallbizmatters.com.au or wherever you ingest small business podcasts. There are over 177, because that was last week's episode, podcasts to listen to. And uh, please give us feedback via our Facebook page and also through our newsletter. You've been listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We will see you all next week. This week's episode was proudly broadcast from Triple H Studios in Sydney, Australia and sponsored by the Office of the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. If you've enjoyed listening, go ahead and give us some thank you stars on your podcasting platform. It would be much appreciated. Then head to the Small Biz Matters website where you can listen to over 170 episodes, read more about our speakers and find out how to become a media partner. See you all next time. Oh,